Pickett got that tightrope surgery on a sprained ankle, right, Allison? And most likely, and this is just completely my opinion. I'm, mm. I haven't talked to sources. I don't talk to Kenny Pickett. You know what I mean? Like, this is just my opinion. But I'm guessing the team wanted him back as soon as possible because in early December, the alternative at that time was backup Mitchell Trubisky. And the playoffs were hanging in the balance. And they said, you're our guy, Kenny. Get this surgery. Get back as soon as possible. He played ball on it. And now he's not going to get a chance to go out there and finish what he started. My opinion is he's probably pissed off about this, right? And that's why we're seeing him so upset and short with the media and pushing back against stuff people are writing and saying about him, which normally he might just brush off, right? Like, I think he's pissed. Welcome into the show. It's the Steelers Wire podcast. It's great to have you with us. And real quick, while we do have you, do us a favor, rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite platform. Your support means the world. We appreciate it. We know we're heading into hopefully the playoffs, maybe the offseason, but there will be plenty more to come on the program. We hope you stick with us. Uh, Ryan O'Leary here playing host. I am joined this week by Allison Kohler, one of the contributing writers of the Steelers Wire. Allison is a uh, a friend of the show. She's been on a few times this season. Allison, welcome back. How are you? Happy New Year. I am great. Thank you. Happy New Year to you as well. How are you feeling about your Steelers right now? This is This is very Steelers, right? Last week of the regular season, right. right around 500 or at 500, fighting their way into the postseason, maybe need a little help. This is a very Steelers thing, right? This is this is where Steelers fans expect to be. Yeah, it's a very familiar territory, unfortunately. It's uh, it's a little frustrating because, you know, they lost. You know, they had that three-game skid, and, and that just kind of kind of screwed things up for them. It was looking good, and then it wasn't. <laughs> so here we are. Yeah, it was looking good at seven and four, um, but now it's uh, a little more sketchy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, yeah, it was. Yeah, in this game against the Ravens, even with them resting starters and Lamar Jackson and all that, still a little sketchy. Uh, but we'll get into that matchup here mm-hmm. coming up later in the program. But first, you know, I was talking to Kurt last week on the show, Allison, and we could see it coming, right? If Mason Rudolph balled out again and had another great game, and that's now Mike Tomlin's hands are tied. The Steelers have back-to-back thirty-point performances on offense. Kenny Pickett hasn't really produced those. I think it was I think he's produced one 30 point outing. It was last year and a loss to the Bengals. So you gotta ride the hot hand here, but this is now becoming a story in Pittsburgh, right? Kenny Pickett being healthy. Tomlin telling reporters on Monday that he was medically cleared last week. We all know that he wanted to play. He basically told reporter, he basically came out and said that. And I think the most interesting part of this whole story. And, and mm-hmm. you know, for the record, I agree with Mason Rudolph staying in the game. I, I totally, you got to ride the hot hand. I totally get it. But Pickett got that tightrope surgery on a sprained ankle, right, Allison? And most likely, and this is just completely my opinion. I'm, mm-hmm. I haven't talked to sources. I don't talk to Kenny Pickett. You know what I mean? Like, this is just my opinion. But I'm guessing the team wanted him back as soon as possible because in early December, the alternative at that time was backup Mitchell Trubisky. And the playoffs were hanging in the balance. And they said, you're our guy, Kenny. Get this surgery. Get back as soon as possible. He played ball on it, and now he's not going to get a chance to go out there and finish what he started. My opinion is he's probably pissed off about this, right? And that's why we're seeing him so upset and short with the media and pushing back against stuff people are writing and saying about him, which normally he might just brush off, right? Like, I think he's pissed, but what do you think about this whole situation? I think the tightrope surgery piece of it is a huge piece of this and maybe how he's feeling towards the team right now. Yeah. Yeah. And he is, I agree. He's definitely pissed off and he has every right to be. I mean, he literally only had like a game and a half leading a non Matt Canada offense, which obviously there was still plenty of Matt Canada in there, but 
without Matt Canada. You know, he'd only had a game and a half. He was playing well, 378 yards, 71% uh, completion percentage. They just weren't scoring points, right? But there were missed opportunities as well. You know, we can't put it all on Kenny. You know, Johnson, Deontay had that drop touchdown. Fraunermuth should have had one. Jalen Warren fumbled in the red zone. But either way, there weren't any touchdowns in that in that span post-Matt Canada. So, you know, he, he does have a right to, to be upset, you know. But, you know, the Seattle game, though, it was only four weeks removed from a surgery, which as you know, as you'd mentioned, you know, there's, it's typically a six week recovery. So reports after his surgery, it said that he was expected back for this week's finale. So though he had been pushing to play actually leading up to the Bengals game, there were reports that he was pushing to play. That was only three weeks removed from surgery. Coaches and trainers, I guess, you know, just thought it was too soon. The whole reps thing was weird because, you know, he hadn't had a full practice until this week and he was questionable in the Seattle game. And Tomlin, like you said, like you mentioned earlier, he said he didn't have enough reps to back up Rudolph, which seemed really strange, but he, but he hadn't practiced fully in quite some time until this week. So, I mean, I sort of see, you know, both sides of it, but I mean, you have to go with the hot hand, you know, Rudolph looks so much more comfortable in the pocket. He was never really a scrambler anyway, but he scored two touchdowns and the team had produced 30 points or more, like we'd said, for only the second time since Ben Roethlisberger retired. So it's uh, they're certainly in an interesting position and, and you can't you can't blame Tomlin for going with the hot hand. I, I feel for Pickett. I think he did everything he could to get back as soon as possible. As you said, the coordinator change is a huge point in this. And he did. He he played through a coordinator change. That's mm-hmm. not easy. Has not been all smooth and perfect in Pittsburgh this season, mm-hmm. obviously. It's not, I don't think it's really his fault. I think he's tried his best. But this is like, this is a good lesson mm-hmm. for him, right. right? Allison, as he's working his way through this, probably mentally, mm-hmm. watching yeah. on the sideline as his team tries to fight for a playoff mm-hmm. berth this weekend. Like, I think Julian Edelman and uh, for the New England Patriots, I'm a Patriots fan, he always says this, the best ability is availability. And Rudolph was available when Trubisky mm-hmm. was stinking up the joint, right. right? So, and then he starts producing points, and now yeah, yeah, he's out there. But I'm just fascinated by the tightrope surgery thing. Like, I know it's it's become a thing now in the NFL and in college, and it really became publicized when Jalen Hurts and Tua had it done it in Alabama. From my understanding of this, is that it's not an easy process for the athlete to go through, and generally the athlete would prefer to rehab that in a normal way, right, and not get things inserted into the ankle uh so it's it's not a a fun it's not an easy procedure Uh, my opinion is generally something the team wants more than the player and it really comes down to the the timeline as you said right like how long is this injury is this a a four Mm -hmm. to eight week injury okay well this tightrope surgery could get us back a couple weeks Mm -hmm. sooner so we should do it and it's that back and forth between team and player but it doesn't feel like there was a lot of back and forth on this one Pickett got that surgery Almost immediately, didn't he, Allison? It was like a right couple away, days, yeah. After, yeah, a couple days yeah. after the game. Oh, yeah. So he fought his way to get back. Mm-hmm. He did everything he could, and I'm sure that surgery was not easy mm-hmm. on him. And he was ready to play. He thought in his mind right. a, a few weeks later. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's yeah. tough. I feel yeah. for him. I, it's a tough situation, but I also I I agree with you. You got you got to ride with uh, Rudolph. He's produced two games over 30 points. That's wild, but. What's next? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's next for Pickett? 
what's does this yeah. does this blur Jeez. their view of the future because Mason Rudolph was the third string quarterback coming out of camp. Uh, you reminded me earlier that they actually cut him. <laughs> right, they yeah. cut him in May. So uh, they cut him, yeah, they cut him. Uh-huh. Now he's their guy. Or potentially, they brought, him, they brought him back in May. Cut yeah. him and brought him back in May, yeah. and now he's potentially their guy yeah. heading into the playoffs. Yeah. So they have their third string quarterback coming in, and the quarterback play in the offense improves. Does that blur the Steelers' view on Pickett and how they feel about him going forward? What do you think? What's your gut tell you? Yeah, my gut tells me it's still Kenny's team. Uh, I feel like he's going to be QB1, you know, kind of going into the offseason. They, you know, Rudolph's uh, contract, you know, it's up. So he only signed it one year when they brought him back in May. So, but you'd have to think that they would want him, you know, given what he's done in a short period of time. And honestly, you kind of have to look at the defenses as well. I'm, I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but the defenses that Rudolph went up against aren't, they're like in the bottom of the league, right? They're yeah, like that's a fair point. 28th and 25th. I mean, they're bad. So you, you, I don't think a lot of people, obviously, over 30 points, wonderful. You know what I mean? The fact that the steal that he went out and balled is a great thing. But I think if he'd gone up against better defenses, we'd probably be in a very similar situation as, as Kenny was in or, or even Trubisky. So um, but they, you would have to think they'd want to bring him back, you know, but, but the question is, would Rudolph want to come back? I mean, they haven't treated him all that great. <laughs> you know what I mean? He may want to go somewhere. I mean, I, is he going to go anywhere and be a starter? No. You'd think though that, you know, they invested so much in Kenny Pickett, you know, first round draft pick to do anything else would be admitting that they were wrong. And Tomlin doesn't do that. I talked to Kurt earlier in the year and, and we talked about how Deontay Johnson was the longest tenured stealer on offense and how some of the stuff going on with him with, you know, the effort issues and that, right. that really bad play against Cincinnati, a bad moment for him. We we're like, well, this is a problem is, do you think mm-hmm. now Rudolph isn't longer tenured? I think it, he's in what his fifth year, fourth or fifth year with the Steelers. He's been here since 2019, but mm-hmm. is Rudolph giving him that right. leadership now, Allison? Is that mm-hmm. the big thing? Like he's out there, he's confident. He's been aggressive with the football, as Tomlin has said. He's kind of mm-hmm. he's kind of giving guys crap at the podium. You know what I mean? He's he's ball busting. He's there's a a demeanor with him that's kind of yeah. it just exudes confidence, and it's something the Steelers' offense is needed bad. Yeah, I'm definitely. I definitely feel like you know after the the Bengals game, everybody's like, "Oh, he's great, he's wonderful," and I'm like, "Well, let's calm down." You know what I mean? Like it was it was one game, and yeah, he came out and he balled and. He looked, I mean, every time they showed him, you know, he was really excited. He, he looked very poised. He, he dealt, he's been dealing with the media really well. Um, they seem like the offensive line is playing for him. It seems like the receivers are playing for him. It seems like the, the team overall, as a unit, just especially offensively, looks so much better um, in the past two games. Just overall, like even when they were, playing well, you know, uh, under Pickett, it seemed like they're just doing better with him. And, and it could be one of those things where, you know, they just are slow. You know what I mean? The offensive line the past couple of years have been slow to gel, you know, and slow to develop. And, and uh, so maybe that's, you know, it's coincidence that it's just the time of year that, hey, you should be playing, you know, December football. Like Tomlin had a quote earlier this season that they were still playing September football. And it was December, 
<laughs> you know, that was one of his quotes after probably after the Arizona loss or the New England loss, you know. So they weren't playing well as a, as a unit. Um, and and Rudolph comes in and, you know, just all of a sudden they seem to be they seem to be gelling. The run game is is producing some, you know, they're producing the best outings that they have all season. And and uh, you just sort of have to look at, well, who's at the helm, right? <laughs> it's Mason Rudolph. He is the man, and we'll see if he can still uh, be the man here in Week mm-hmm. 18 and lead the Steelers to the playoffs. Uh, let's get into this right. game, shall we? Steelers-Ravens. Mm-hmm. We'll do it right after this quick break, yeah. but first, one more week of fantasy advice for you, for you crazies that are still playing here in Week 18. Maybe more daily fantasy than actual <laughs> fantasy leagues in Week 18 with all the guys sitting. Uh, but here's some mm-hmm. advice from Corey Bonini. Thanks, Corey, to the, and thehuddle.com for all the help this year. Here's Corey's uh, advice for Week 18, and then... Allison and I will be right back. While most championships were won and lost last Sunday evening, plenty of formats live on. I'm Corey Bonini of TheHuddle.com, here to bring you fantasy football strong plays for Week 18. Quarterback Gardner Minshew, Indianapolis Colts versus Houston Texans. These two teams will be fighting for their playoff lives come Saturday night. Minshew has multiple passing touchdowns in only two of his last six games, but the matchup against Houston should allow him to throw the ball, and Indy has the weapons to get him into low-end quarterback number one territory. The Texans have allowed the third most fantasy points per game above expectation to quarterbacks this season, so Minshew is a fine streaming option if you're still going in Week 18 action. Running back Tony Pollard, Dallas Cowboys at Washington Commanders. Pollard hasn't scored in four straight contests and has posted more than 7.7 fantasy points in only one of those games. He had a fine outing in Week 12 versus the Commanders, generating 22.3 fantasy points, which was his best day of the year. In the last five weeks, Washington has yielded the most fantasy points, rushing yards, and overall yards to the position per game, and no defense has given up rushing touchdowns at a higher rate in that time. This looks like a quality get-right game for Pollard. Wide receiver George Pickens, Pittsburgh Steelers at Baltimore Ravens. While the running game stole the headlines in week 17. Pickens delivered a second straight big performance, turning in a season-high seven receptions into 131 yards. He had a nearly identical effort in Pittsburgh's week five win over Baltimore, catching six passes for 130 in a score. With the Ravens likely to prioritize health this Saturday, Pickens has ample upside with the big arm Mason Rudolph starting at quarterback. Tight end Cole Komet, Chicago Bears at Green Bay Packers. Komet wasn't even targeted last week, so it's understandable if recency bias has you feeling a certain way about his week 18 stock. Green Bay has given up the 10th fewest catches per game since week 12, but tight ends have scored at the third highest frequency versus this defense in that time frame. And that's the main reason to take a gamble here. In PPR scoring, Komet went for 9.4 points in the week one meeting, and that should be roughly his floor if he sees at least five targets. Thanks for sticking with us for another action-packed fantasy season. For more award-winning fantasy football news, tips, and advice, please be sure to check out thehuddle.com. As, you know, I guess this, we've seen this before, This, as we said earlier, the Steelers' fate kind of being in other teams' hands entering Week 18, right? There's a bunch of playoff clinching scenarios. There's one where they can tie and get in with the Ravens. There's one where they could lose and get in. Hopefully the Steelers just win. I think that probably gives them the best chance, right? If they win, there's three different yeah. scenarios that get them in. The, you know, A Colts-Texans tie, mm-hmm. a Buffalo loss to Miami, which could definitely happen, or a Jaguars loss to the Titans, which I also think uh, could happen. So, not great. You'd rather just win and get in, but uh, it's wild. There's a lot of different scenarios, right? What do you think of their chances of getting in the playoffs? That's what your gut tell you. If it were just, you know, win and get in, you know what I mean? Like I'd have, I'd definitely be more confident, um, you know, especially going against, you know, the, the Ravens reserves, but it's not. And I, you know, and I think, you know, I feel like the help that they need any given Sunday, blah, 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 blah. 
you know what I mean? But I, but I think Buffalo has to lose and, and teams that have to lose are, you look at it and they're probably not going to lose. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that, you know, the chances of them, I just, I'm just not very confident. I think it's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Me either. I, I'm not even confident that they're going to beat the Ravens. That's that's the problem no. here. The Ravens are scary, and I think the fact that they're resting right. guys. Right, yeah. Uh, the, the point spread, which is something we always talk about on the show, uh, the spread was Steelers favored by mm-hmm. three and a half pretty much throughout the week, three and a half in Baltimore. And I just thought my gut reaction was, wow, mm-hmm. that's a big number for the Steelers. Like, that it, it felt like a yeah. huge overreaction. Now the line has come down to an even three, uh, but I think unless the Ravens go nuts and put like Malik mm-hmm. Cunningham in there midway through the game, I know Tyler Huntley's going to start. But if they just like throw Malik Cunningham out there or something, uh, you know, like go wild, I don't think we should be expecting right. the Steelers to win this game by a touchdown or anything. I think there's going to be a close, scary game. And oh, by the way, Allison, Mm-mm. the weather uh, is sketchy as hell. Right, snow rain and wind in the forecast 100 percent precipitation right now on saturday so there's not even not there's not even a chance that it's not gonna rain right 100 (laughs) percent. yeah yeah i mean it's gonna be it's gonna be they're gonna be running the ball you know what i mean i don't i don't know that mason rudolph's gonna be airing it out or anything but yeah i mean they're uh the steelers are six and one uh against the ravens head-to-head since 2020 and all their game all their games have been super tight you know what I mean? It's all been three points, two points, one point. It's it's pretty phenomenal how close, how tight these games have historically been between the two. So, yeah, three points. I mean, that's, you know, that might be what it is. You know what I mean? Like, it might, mm-hmm. if if the Steelers win, it could just be by a field goal. You know, the Steelers are, are I mean, I'm sorry, the Ravens are, are resting their starters, but you can't rest everyone. I think that's, you know, we hear that, oh, the Ravens are resting their starters. Thank God. Okay, no, we, we're good. Right. But you can't rest rest everyone. You don't have, you can't rest all 22 starters. Mm-hmm. You don't, you can only make a certain amount of guys inactive. Right. You, we know we're not going to see Lamar Jackson. You're not going to mm-hmm. see Zay Flowers in this one. They're, they're talented rookie receiver. Odell Beckham Jr. won't play. Guys that right. are a little banged up like Marlon Humphrey, Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. They're not going to play, but the Ravens are going to have plenty mm-hmm. of their guys out there. And to your point, they know how to run the football. Yeah. <laughs> so they have a lot of backs. They just signed Dalvin Cook, yeah. too. Interesting little signing. Mm-hmm. We'll see what kind of juice he has left. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think the Ravens are very, very scary. And uh, I think it would be very mm-hmm. Raven Steelers, where the Steelers beat the Ravens when they're full strength with all their guys, but then lose to them in their backups. And how often have Steelers fans been right. reminded? Yeah. Exactly. Just to talk shows locally, national uh-huh. media, how often have Steelers fans been reminded of 2019? Yeah, because it's just the way that they got – and the whole season was so weird anyway, right? So the whole Duck Hodges, Mason Rudolph <laughs> thing. It's crazy. And how they squeaked into the playoffs. I mean, it, yeah, totally crazy. But Pittsburgh, you know, just to, just to backtrack, they entered that game. They were trying to become the first team since like 1970 to reach the playoffs after an 0-3 start. They're going into Baltimore. It was week 17. The weather was horrible. It was raining. Lamar Jackson, that was his MVP season in 2019. He was out. Seven Ravens starters were out. That was, yeah, And the Steelers, they go out there with Duck Hodges, as you said. Uh, the Ravens start RG3. And the Ravens beat the Steelers 28-10. to 10. <laughs> So, I mean, uh, if anything, I'm hoping yeah. that that, was, that yeah. game's been playing yeah. on a loop in the locker room. For, you know, I, I guarantee you Tomlin has brought that up uh, yeah, plenty of times it, this it, week. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't pretty, and it was 
everybody was so up. All the Steelers fans were like, "Yeah, we got this." You know what I mean? Oh, they're resting all their, you know, they're resting the the bulk of their starters, and we, you know, we got this, and blah blah blah. It's like, yeah, no, no, we don't actually. <laughs> so, in terms of a uh, prediction, Allison, I think, uh, you know, if I was like a, a betting man and I was, you know, trying to jump on this line, I would have jumped on it earlier in the week at three and a half. That that jumped out at me. Uh, I thought it was way too high. It's mm-hmm. you know a little better at three. A little more right. understandable. I think it's still a little bit in Baltimore's favor there. Uh, so I would I would probably take the points mm-hmm. and pick Baltimore on the on the spread. But I want to believe that the Steelers find a way to win the game, right? Uh, uh, Ravens cover, but Steelers pull out an ugly, uncomfortable yeah. game late in the fourth quarter. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens win it outright, but I want to mm-hmm. believe the Steelers mm-hmm. can do it. Where are you at prediction-wise? I'm sort of envisioning like a, like a last-second field goal, you know, by the Steelers to win. You know, I, I don't know that they're, that either team is really going to have a lead for, for very long in the game, and it's, and it's going to be pretty, pretty minimal. Hey, thanks for joining the program. Uh, it's been great having you on. Hopefully we can, uh, we can catch up. Maybe we'll have some playoff games, or, of course, there'll be plenty going on with the Steelers in the offseason as well. So uh, we'll make sure you're not a stranger, all right? Oh, yeah, no doubt. All right, well, for Allison Kohler, I'm Ryan O'Leary. Thanks, as always, to the listeners here for joining the show. We will talk to you soon.